Elton John, Grease, the Broadway smash that made theatrical history by becoming one of the longest-running musical comedies of all time, breaks loose on the motion picture screen. What movie do you do you think is the worst one that you own? The, the worst movie that I own? Yeah. Period? Period. The worst movie, the worst movie that I own is Garden State. <laughs> yeah. That's the, wor- that's the worst movie that I own. That's like a movie, like, and especially when my daughter was an infant and I would have to watch movies uh, just to, like, stay up with her. Yeah. Like, I, I watched a lot of those old DVDs again, and there are some that are, like, really stupid. Of course. That I'll still watch again. Like, um, Dodgeball with Ben Stiller is not a good, not a good movie, but it's, it makes me laugh. It's very funny. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, so there's that, there's dumb ones like that, but I would, I would never touch Garden State again. (laughs) Did you ever watch it between when you bought it in high school to when we watched it for the pod? I probably watched it in college once, probably. Oh, you were like, this doesn't really hold up, but the music's still good. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It was probably, you know what it was? No, I probably hated it by then, but I was, I dated a girl who made me watch Donnie Darko. Oh, so interesting I, girl. I may have shown it to her for revenge. She's <laughs> <laughs> in the west side, looking at the Jersey skyline. She's in a real bad mood. So she get right back to you. She got the longest stay. Hey there, all you super cool cats. Let's have some chats here in your headphones and your bedrooms. You already know it's probably shoulda, and all your friends would listen if they coulda. We got the references and cum jokes for the smart guys and the dumb folks. Talking about the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies on the eve of the 1980s. We'll take you through the former current events and do reviews with the newspaper gents. Don't know much about high school biology, but we got Italians and the Church of Scientology. Don't mess with the greasers if you don't want a swirly. It's time to celebrate comedy that has aged very poorly. <clears throat> I'm Tony Ginocchio, and I'm Jesus joined as always. <laughs> joined as always uh, by my uh, wonderful co-host, someone uh, that I feel privileged to uh, have been making funny things with for for going on nine years now. You could say we go together like Rama Lama Lama <laughs> Kadinga Da Dinga Dong. Uh, it's Nadia Vasquez. Thank you. You could have also said someone who puts in way less effort for this podcast, <laughs> Nadia Vasquez. That was uh, and I... incredible. I have to commend you. In, in amazing, <laughs> by far the best intro we've ever had. Thank you. Uh, I wrote it this morning instead of doing my job, and nice. so. <laughs> well, first so... of all, fuck your job for not giving you President's Day off. Yeah, well, but Ladies, okay. Ladies, gentlemen, and gentlemen, we are recording on President's Day. A day we should have off. Uh, a day we should have off, but at the same time, when you think about recent presidents we've had. Yeah, that's uh, true. Are you like, should we really be celebrating presidents anymore? I don't think we should be celebrating anyone in America. I no, think probably. We, we as a country are done. You know what well, I mean? I'll tell you two people I'd like to celebrate in America, and that's John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Oh, my God. Folks. What a, whoa. Wait, did we say what movie we're doing? Yeah, we, we're doing Grease. We did not. Folks, we're doing Grease. We're doing uh, Grease. 
1978, directed by Randall Kleiser, our first ever film from the 1970s, our first ever film that is a musical, based, of course, on the 1971 Broadway show by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey, smash hit, blew up the screen, set records, uh, and uh, I just was a uniquely singular experience to watch again. Such a fun movie. It is, and I am not going to be Heart of Stone Tony uh, for this oh my episode. God. What? I had what? A, I had fun watching this. Oh my uh, gosh, you admitted to having fun. How exciting. What a big, this is a big podcast. We got a rhyming intro. <laughs> we got you f- feeling whimsy again. This is very exciting. And, and, you know, I have a lot of questions about mm-hmm. specific areas of the plot and some specific lyrics. Uh, yes, of course. But. Goes without saying. But you can't argue that the music in this movie slaps. Oh, it's uh, so good. And it is great. And, uh, and, and you texted me uh, this the other day, and I will say it of myself too. There are times when I would just punch up the soundtrack and listen to yeah, it. Uh, it's really, fun. really, really, really good. Um, okay. Just background about the Vasquez family. We're really into Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons as a family. I've seen Frankie Valley live, I think, oh, wow. three or four times with my parents. <laughs> I uh, it it Frankie Valley makes amazing songs. If you don't know, he obviously does the Grease uh, intro song, but he also does uh, Sherry Baby, My Eyes Adore You. Just so many good things that he they wrote a musical about him. It's called Jersey Boys. Mm-hmm. That's also very good. But just the soundtrack, it's you can't not feel good when you listen to the Grease soundtrack. Or just even the title song. I think I watched the intro of the movie four or five times, just because I was in a really good place afterward. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, this movie, I would say, is not uh, does not have a plot so much as it has a vibe. Yeah! And, um, and what, do you, the, what do we call that? Well, the vibe is... Uh, movie uh about the 1950s that was made in the 1970s <laughs> okay yeah yeah good vibe good vibe and uh and, and and you know this is a stylized tongue-in-cheek highly uh goofy kind of fun version of the 1950s it's not meant to be a realistic film it's not meant to be a realistic story it's just meant to be something you can sing along to and have yeah. a good time however here's the story <laughs> Uh, Olivia Newton-John plays Sandy Olsen, a young, wide-eyed Australian uh, belle whose uh, family moves to the United States, but on the way they pass through a magic wormhole that turns everyone gay and Italian. And so she starts, uh, she transfers into Rydell High, which again is populated entirely by gay Italians. (laughs) And is dominated by two gay Italian gangs segregated by gender. The T-Birds, who are the greaser guys, and the Pink Ladies, who are led by Stocker Channing, who I know mainly as the the first lady from the West Wing. So this was really quite a... No way! (laughs) I know her from the lady who doesn't tell on the drag queens in Tu Wong Fu, starring (laughs) Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo. Uh, so she, when she gets to Rydell, she sees John Travolta, who was the guy she hooked up with over the summer. And John Travolta plays Danny Zuko. Zuko, of course, is a refugee from the Fire Nation, (laughs) hellbent, 
on tracking down the Avatar and restoring uh, his uh, his status in his royal family. I'm just kidding. We had to do an Airbender callback. Um, yeah. No. Okay. Do you think that Zuko from the cartoon was named after Danny Zuko because he's so cool? I can't imagine what else he could possibly have been named after. Because <laughs> Danny Zuko's so fucking cool. Okay, so, keep going. Danny Zuko heads up the T-Birds. He's this cool greaser guy. And the thing is, even though he's clearly in love with Sandy from day one, oh, he, yeah. has to, he has to play it cool for his greaser friends. Uh, and so he kind of ends up pushing her away. Uh, they sort of kind of reconcile as time goes on and then we have the boy loses girl part and basically where it's all leading is this uh there's a drag race with the kids across town uh mm-hmm. danny wins the drag race uh olivia newton john yeah sorry olivia newton john watches the drag race and decides you know what i really do love him so what i'm gonna do <laughs> is i'm gonna change everything about who i am and immediately start putting out Yep. And so <laughs> that's how the movie ends. Is she, she And then be- the car flies away. She becomes a greaser chick. Uh, and there's two great musical numbers kind of back to back right at the end. And then the car flies away. We have not established that cars are able to fly. No. Uh, I'll just fucking I, say that. I fucking love it, though. <laughs> um, Can you imagine just going somewhere you don't want to go? And then you're like, I got to go fly away now. Yeah. What, a, what uh, way to exit? <laughs> <laughs> the uh just in terms of the impact on this film which all of you have probably seen um <laughs> the uh, film was nominated for one academy award for best original song for hopelessly devoted to you although i believe you're the one that i want was also written for the movie i don't think it was in the first version of the stage show uh oh. this you know this season we've been doing films that land in the top 10 of their respective uh, box office year. And you've heard us say this film was number three, this film was number five. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? This film was number one of 1978. Uh, The sex appeal and charisma right to the top. This uh, initial run was $132 million. It eventually made $341 million, which made it not only the second highest grossing film that Paramount had ever made at that time, uh, behind the Godfather, it became the highest-grossing musical movie ever made. So suck on that, The Sound of Music. Uh, it also held the record for highest-grossing musical ever made for 34 years until it finally got bumped by uh, Les Miserables with Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman. Oh, interesting. Uh, this film was inducted into the National Film Registry in the Library of Congress just last year. The soundtrack to this film was the number two highest-selling album of the year. The number one highest-selling album of the year was the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever. Uh, Hell yeah, it's John Travolta's year. Which which means uh, a large part of the reason why this movie was successful financially and why I think this movie works uh, in a lot of ways still is because John Travolta's in it and he's really fucking good in this movie. Yeah, he is. I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> I'll get to it, but I have, I have, I have, in the same vein that you have come to terms with who your younger self was, Mm -hmm. I too have done this because of John Travolta in this movie. (laughs) Very excited Uh, to unpack this with you. Well, before we unpack it, Nadia, you know, like I said, first movie we have covered from the 1970s. Uh, Can we talk about 1978? I would love to talk about 1978. It was a very, very different time 
for just one example, the minimum wage was $2.65. So it was a very different time. I, I, I have no more money facts for you because they made me sad. So I left those out. But the GPS system was launched in 1978, but it was only allowed to be used by the military. Eventually, it was open to everyone in the year 2000. So that was a long time for them to be stalking us via GPS uh, without us knowing. <laughs> the top songs were the Bee Gees' How Deep Is Your Love, Stayin' Alive, and Night Fever, because, of course, this is the mm. year of Saturday Night Fever, and those songs slap so fucking hard. <laughs> um, Players' Baby Come Back and y- Yvonne Elements' If I Can't Have You were also at the top of the charts. Really good songs. There are a lot of uh, Spotify playlists entitled 1978 you should listen to those (laughs) this was the peak year for vinyl sales in america this was also the year that the national weather service stopped only using women's names for hurricanes yeah I, i learned that this is this was the case because a female staffer finally joined the weather channel and all the male staff were like, no, no, we have to name hurricanes after women because it's it's appropriate for the unpredictable and dangerous nature of these storms, like women. So, you know, <laughs> they've been watching this movie. During a 1978 Monday night football game to fill dead air, Howard Cosell commented on a delicious new snack he was eating, thus stadium nachos went main- mainstream. Hey, I didn't that. know that. Yeah, filling dead air. Ooh, that, that makes me want to eat that disgusting cheese. It's just so, it congeals on top and it's just so good. Um, okay, so this was also the year that Superman came out, starring Christopher Reeve. Uh, ben and Jerry opened their first ice cream parlor in Burlington, Vermont this mm. year. And the top shows were Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, which is one of the best shows of all time, Mork and Mindy, which mm. starred the great Robin Williams, Happy Days, bumped by Mork and Mindy. Very, very controversial at the time. And the number five show was Angie. Never heard of it. Never heard of that. That's why you got to be top four. Yeah, uh, so 1978, it was a different time. It was it was a little more wholesome. There were... There sort was, of. Kind of. <laughs> for the most part. You know, people were still more openly racist. But... Well, I'm glad you brought that up, um, because when I think of this movie, like, the tone of this movie is a little weird at times. Yeah. Because, like, it is, like, supposed to be, like, oh, it's this fun, squeaky clean 1950s time, but it's also a parody of it, and it's also, like, like, weird and gropey, literally, (laughs) (laughs) at times, and also there are no people of color. No, not at all. Yeah, that that part of my job was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Sometimes but, I, I, in moments I didn't really feel like it was very satirical. No, um, it it was weird. There are there are points where you feel like it's taking itself very seriously, and then points where everybody's like, "Hey, we're just having fun. It's the '50s," and then points where like Rizzo is like dealing with thinking she's pregnant, and then points where Rizzo is just making jokes about getting gang banged 
Yeah. Uh, and, and they're like, oh, well, that's that's a lot for one movie. But then they it also is. got You're the One That I Want, so I can't really fucking complain. I know, I know. But I think of, of all the movies we've watched this season, this one maybe is the second or third most entertaining. George of the Jungle, of course, being number George one. George of the Jungle being number one, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this one, it's fun. It's it's nice to do fun things sometimes. Yes. <laughs> um, so should we talk about the movie? I would love to talk about the movie because that opening theme, the Paramount theme, is something I hadn't heard in a really long time. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I kind of thought that this was something that they continue to do, but no. No. It's, uh, it's gone. It, it's gone. But I also think, now I know you just talked about how much you love the title song. Right. Yeah. The Frankie yeah. Valley song. Do you and not like the song? No, it's a good song. Okay. I do think the beginning of this movie kind of just comes out of nowhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like there's a 45 second sequence of Danny and Sandy smooching on the beach to love is a many splendored thing. And then just brutal fucking smash cut to uh, the animated uh, sequence and the title song starts right away. So I was yeah. I was kind of jarred by that. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean it's the seventies. Yeah. What what can you do? They didn't have Final Cut Pro. <laughs> um, but we you know there's the animated sequence is very cute. You know this is uh, uh, you see Olivia Newton John get dressed by birds. Uh, yeah i want to talk about that first segment where danny and sandy are hanging out at the beach yes sandy sandy good name because he throws sand at her (laughs) immediately i hate him (laughs) i think that's fucked up i'm like girl dump him well it's like 45 seconds in i know that this is the way that boys used to flirt they've spent all summer together so you don't know if that's like an inside joke they have um, or if that okay. was if that was the custom for Italian X Men at the time, like the courtship ritual. <laughs> Why did you say Italian X? Uh, you Italian, don't need it. Italian X. That's the uh, that's how you that Fuck you know because you, you don't want to commit. <laughs> Fuck off. Get fucked. That's so not. <laughs> I draw the line at Italian X. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay so. He's he's Italian, but with an X where the second A should be, and so. Oh my god! <laughs> so, I'm gonna kill you, and we're like 20 minutes in. So, uh, so yeah, he throws sand at her. Um, yeah, but but, uh, but there's no dialogue or anything. There's like no that. dialogue. No, yeah. they're just in love. They have no parental chaperones or anything. Yeah. They're just in love. It's actually and, not clear where the beach was, how they got there, or how they got back. No, not at all. But we don't need that because we're about to have that animation. You know, Rizzo's got... Okay. The caricatures that they drew of everyone, really cute. Except for Stalker Channings. Yeah. Why does... They did her so dirty. (laughs) She looks so terrible. I mean, obviously, like, things worked out for Stalker Channing, but uh, she doesn't... um, I feel like she should have passed on this one. Yeah. Like, she, her character does not come off great. She does not come off looking great in general. She has literally, like, I think the two worst songs in the movie. Yeah, it's a really big bummer. But when you're Uh, watching the musical, because I've seen every high school in my area did that musical all four years I was in school. So, you know, when you get to those songs, that's usually around the time you can go to the bathroom. (laughs) So, so I, I treated those the same way. Uh, and so... Uh, yeah, so so she kind of got 
she she didn't get the she got the short end of the stick here but um there must be some sort of police activity outside so if you guys hear helicopters something's going down okay Uh, just what i i i try to be as professional as possible but i can't stop the police from using their helicopters yeah and obviously you know professionalism has always been the hallmark of this show yeah it's the priority at least for me Uh, you talk a lot of shit about how you're not professional but you're the one who made a rhyming intro today that's true so um so we come to rydell high live ah, rydell. um and you know we hear the alma mater in the background that's cute um it is so fucking funny to me how italian everyone is i'm sorry <laughs> uh just some of these lines of dialogue that i wrote down there's one that's like, dialogue yeah <laughs> Some of these lines I wrote down where it's like, hey, there's Danny. Whoop, 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 whoop. Just like <laughs> comes out of nowhere. I watched this with the captions on, and there's a scene where one mm-hmm. of the teachers yells at one of the T-Birds, and he just responds with mutters in Italian. Yes! <laughs> I love that one. Okay, I got to talk about a few things. Yeah. All right, so we meet the T-Birds, and there's Pugsy and the other two guys. <laughs> Don't know their names, do not care. But Pugsy is getting made fun of because his mom made him a sandwich. I guess that's an Italian thing, but he has like salami in there, whatever. Love that guy. Maybe maybe some prosciutto, you know, whatever. (laughs) I love these guys. And then they say, hey, look, there's Danny. And this is where I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Because John Travolta looks so fucking good. He does look good. He has enormous hair. He has uh, enormous hair, beautiful blue eyes. Beautiful this eyes. Ex- this explains a lot about the men that I've dated. And it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. <laughs> that zoom in to him. Yes. With, and he, with, Iconic with, zoom the, in. The he's cigarette. Got the cigarette in his mouth. And I'm like, fuck. I got clocked. All right. I date <laughs> my first ever boyfriend was a greaser. And he did his hair like that. And he wore the pants that were high water pants where you could see the white socks. Yeah. I loved Z- Danny Zuko. <laughs> and I I was, I had a terrible boyfriend, but he looked like Danny Zuko. This movie ruined my life. <laughs> but I love the way that they introduce him, but th- they don't give Olivia Newton-John that same, like... Fucking time of day, yeah. She just... No. <laughs> she doesn't walk- get a zoom in. She doesn't get a, like, oh, nothing. L- literally, you know, and this is... I think Saturday Night Fever was actually 77, so he... Okay. So, a- 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 and uh, actually, the trailer of this film, and I just cut it yesterday, so um, the trailer of this film is very interesting because it's from an era where trailers didn't have, like, narratives, like... It doesn't go like, Danny Zuko thought it was going to be another year at Rydell High. It doesn't do that. It's literally like, Grease is coming out. It's a movie. You should see it. (laughs) Um, And they really played up. John Travolta, star of Saturday Night Fever, lights up the screen. Like, type of thing. Oh, tight, tight, tight. Okay. Well, he does. Yes. (laughs) Because when they zoomed in on his face, I go, oh, shit, bitch. I, like, screamed it. Um, and, uh, and Olivia Newton-John doesn't get the same thing. She no. gets a different intro, so instead of, hey, there's Danny, zoom in, uh, it's one of the greasers saying, hey, you see any new broads over there? And then we just kind of cut to her and a crowd of people. Yeah, it's really sad. Well, you know, we're establishing the lay of the land <laughs> at Rydell High. The guys, the, these greaser guys, they, they don't participate. 
They don't do schoolwork. They just stand around and judge everybody. There's literally and, kids walking around using the paddle and the ball on a string yes. <laughs> instead of going to class. <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. And Sandy is new. She's starting at Rydell for the very first day. She's walking outside with Frenchie, who's her friend. I don't know how they were automatically already friends. Like, is she staying with her? Is she her neighbor? We don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's all. That fat has all been cut from this movie. Yeah, and and Frenchie's like, you're gonna be great. It's you know, I'll help you out. Let me introduce you to my friends, and they are the Pink Ladies. Right. Uh, so that's Rizzo and then the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And But I got to say, I really want Rizzo's car. Oh, yeah. I, I've never been a car person, but once I see a pink car, I need to have it. Very cool. Uh, they all wear pink. Um, yes. And, well, they're uh, the pink ladies. One of them is uh, got a really annoying voice and reenacts commercials. Uh, <laughs> and we'll get to her later. But, yeah. Um, but you know we they uh, they eat lunch together and one of them delivers the timeless line one of my diamonds just fell on the macaroni. Uh, yeah, she had some cool sunglasses on. And uh, and you know Sandy starts making friends. I think Rizzo is kind of aloof at this point. Yeah, Rizzo's uh, just a little bit of a bitch. Like the the. <laughs> The character description in the script is like, Rizzo, bitch. Like, they gave her nothing. <laughs> and uh, and then we also get, like, what passes for a, a plot point in this movie, which is that they announce that um, a, a fictional TV show called National Bandstand, because they clearly did not have the rights to Dick Clark's American Bandstand, right. uh, is coming to the high school to do a live broadcast. Yeah, that justifies all the dancing, I guess. So that... My, my real question is, did you love the line, this is going to be the greatest year of school ever at Rydell? Because yes. that is the way most people start improv scenes. I Yes. <laughs> I lo- This well, is going to be the greatest Thanksgiving ever, Mom. Let, let me... is like, well, we need to establish where we are and who we are to each other. Um... <laughs> Let me just say, so I took um, an improv class at UCB that was specifically on a long form called The Movie, which is where uh, you, yes. you, reenact, you you basically do a movie with your team, and you do, like, camera angles and stage directions. If it's done right, it's very good. My class uh, was fine. Um, there were some very <laughs> funny people in there. I was not one of them. Uh, but 90% of the scenes we did were high school movies. Uh, just because it's the easiest fucking genre to set up. Yeah. This is going to be the best homecoming ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, other notable lines here. um, Basically, we get to uh, the bleachers, right, where the the T-Birds are hanging out. I guess they just don't go to class. No, Um, they don't. And they call each other Gavones. Yeah, what a Gavone. And uh, and my other line I wrote down from here, hey, nobody's jugs are bigger than Annette's. Yeah. and uh, and then there's a fucking dude. I'm sure you noted this as well, Nadia. There's a fucking dude. He's looking up the girl's skirt. Looking up the girl's skirts, but his strategy <laughs> is to lie literally just at their feet on the bleacher right below where everyone can see him. Yeah. Terrible yeah. opsec. Terrible, terrible. But, uh, but you know they the boys want to know. About this girl that Danny well, met. What were you up to this summer, man? He's like, you don't want to hear all the horny details. <laughs> Best line. <laughs> Loved that line. And they're like, yes, we do. And we want to hear it in song. 
Yeah, and so, uh, guys, you already know what it is. It's it's summer nights, man. It's it's summer loving, having a blast. It's it, you know, and it's a it's a great song. I'm sorry, I can't. It's a great song. I'm it's a not- great song because it really shows the way men and women look at life. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I have a few questions. <laughs> sure. Uh, first of all, uh, Olivia Newton-John's line: "He ran by me, got my suit damp." Uh, he stop <laughs> i did not think of that okay but i thought of that for opening scene where he threw the sand at her so he probably splashed her okay okay okay. Curve. <laughs> okay uh and then uh john travolta apparently three octave range on this guy incredible uh, <laughs> just a fucking movie star and obviously like folks we we know how movies work like if they're doing a musical they recorded them singing beforehand yeah, and course, then they're they're just kind of they don't they're not mic'd when they're singing along now, but it's still really impressive. And then of course the line I think that everybody brings up, which is, uh, "Did she put up a fight?" Tell me more. Tell me more. Did she put up a fight? And I think the way I would think of this line is like you know how everybody has that one friend that like takes it too far. Yeah, I think that was John Travolta's one friend. Yeah, yeah, he was the one who was the most. <laughs> perverted for sure um i mean i don't want to make excuses though because i fucking hate those friends though they're you know? i mean they're, they're, <laughs> they sh- ruin they're the shitty time. men yeah yeah um i can it, name a bunch but i won't but i re- i remember being like we need to get rid of this person and they don't get rid of this guy it's funny. it's one of those that's like whose friend is he again like why yeah did you bring him in with us no what the fuck well the the part that I liked about this is I'm watching it as an adult because you know when you watch it as a kid it's just a fun song but yeah. when you're watching it as an adult Sandy's version of it is so wholesome and you know that that's the actual truth and Danny's is just all lies it's, which yeah super horny yeah, super horny <laughs> super making him like feel really good like uh, she says that they they went out but they got home by ten yeah. which I think is very cute um, and it just. What was the what was his she was down if you know what I mean wasn't that yeah, the line down. Yeah. yeah 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 so it was it was a an interesting way to show these the way that these characters work but also it sets up that Danny's a liar yes and but, yeah yeah and and the obvious uh, thing that's driving the story here is they don't know that they're in high school with each other uh, at this point either. Yeah, she was supposed to go back to Australia. Yeah, he and didn't mention that in the song. Fa- fa- <laughs> so you know, famously, like, and we'll say because this is mentioned in the review of the film that I pulled too. But it's like they just said she was Australian because it was easier than trying to teach Olivia Newton-John to speak with an American accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I read on the Wikipedia that it was too difficult for her to learn it. Um, <laughs> So I was like, oh, well, you know, that's good. Yeah. Um, so, so you know what? This scene would not work if the song was not catchy as hell. Yeah. Um, but it is. And it's super Beautiful fun. Song. I'm sorry. It's super fun. And the dance moves on the bleachers are super fun. The way Travolta moves, though, insane. It, Just, it, like, with the with the jacket and the pants. Yes. Perfectly fitted pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I think his leg work is great. And then somebody, one of my friends once sent me a, a cut of this video that recut, tell me more, tell me more, did you get very far? But instead of did you get very far, it was Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction yelling, does he look like a bitch? Yeah. And it fits. It fits really good. <laughs> the 
best part is the finale. You get a split screen of her singing to floating in the sky while he is looking up at the bleachers. He hits the highest note with his hand up, looking gay as hell. It's we're gonna talk about this in relation to a later song. I you know I have never gone into a lot of speculation as to whether or not he was gay. This is the gayest (laughs) role he's ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of theories, and we can talk about that. I'm happy to, but I don't also want to be targeted by the Church of Scientology. Yeah. But, but yeah, my mom, I asked my mom, uh, was Grease something that you were really into when it came out? She's like, we were really into it. We really loved the soundtrack. But everybody was in love with John Travolta. Me- meanwhile, my mom was also in love with um, George Michael, and she was like, I should have known. And then I was like, well, what about John Travolta? She's like, no, we all should have known. <laughs> but, you know, he uh, it was a really big movie star. It wouldn't have been yeah. possible. Yeah, no, especially at that time. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so who knows? We don't know. We're speculating. We don't We don't know. I'm thinking it's true. We I'm thinking he's at least on the bi spectrum. We don't know. We don't know. All we're going to say is uh, the greased lightning sequence is the gayest <laughs> scene that's ever been put on film. <laughs> <laughs> but it's we'll get so to so good it's so good <laughs> we'll get to that in a second um so a couple other uh notes uh, uh moving on to the pep rally actually so oh, okay uh, pep rally to, to kick off the football season so again uh sandy and danny have not run into each other yet um sandy actually is making eyes at the quarterback she's a cheerleader so she's up yeah. on the dais with the quarterback she became a cheerleader instantly instantly uh, and then uh, they flirt the way I guess people flirted in the 1950s. They mouth, hi, how are you? And fine to each other. It's wholesome. Uh, speaking of wholesome, uh, the greasers are like hanging out in the back, making fun of the cheerleaders, and they do a, a, a cheer, making fun of the cheerleaders. And I wrote it down here. Uh, this is do a split, give a yell, shake a tit for old Rydell. And I just love the image of shaking exactly one tit. Just one. Yeah, you got to use your hand. Uh, I love also that they go into a Three Stooges uh, little thing. Yes. Little ditty. Yes. The eye poke cool. and they block it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, these guys. This is really good. And, of course, Danny Zuko's like, you guys got to be cool. Yeah. It, it, Travolta seems to be the only one who understands the 1950s were stupid (laughs) yeah (laughs) the weird thing is is that he has he really wants to be cool a lot of the time yes but then he is not like he's not holding everyone else accountable for being cool like everyone else is just a fucking nerd so you'd think he could just be like i could just be myself and be a nerd but no but no and that never come becomes clearer than when sandy bumps into him and it's like danny it's you Oh, and he's so excited. Yeah. He genuinely is so happy to see her. And then the thing that ruins it all, <laughs> he's a man. And he's got to be cool. And he totally blows her off. He blows her off. And he blows her Just the, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. <laughs> Just really sad. Some other dialogue in the scene that I really liked is uh, before the girls came, uh, Kaniki 
Kaniki or John Travolta says you're cruising for a bruising. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Love that. Uh, they were talking about the the guys from the other side of town that all have flames on their cars and how about how they want to have a rumble. So we're getting all these plot points just thrown out. Just thrown at us. But also, like the I want to bring up the rumble. I'm glad you brought that up because they're like, hey, what are the scorpions doing here? This ain't their turf. And one guy pulls out a squirt gun, a water <laughs> pistol, and says, do they want to rumble? What is what? What, okay. what? what is happening? I mean, it's the fifties. We don't know what a rumble looks like. <laughs> they do the Three Stooges like routines, but yeah. So, so we're getting all of this plot all in one scene, and then Sandy shows up. It's overwhelming. Danny is being a dick. Sandy is crushed. The saddest thing. And then uh, Frenchie tells her men are rats. They're fleas on rats. They're the amoebas on the fleas on the rats. Look, and, and I'm I'm not gonna argue with Frenchie here. <laughs> Danny was a dick. Yeah, Danny was ugh, just so bad. And then Frenchie also tells her something definitely disturbing. The only man a girl can depend on is her daddy. I wrote that down too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I wrote that down and then wrote, Well, now it's weird. <laughs> yes. Our stupid fucked up generation of children with terrible fathers have ruined the word daddy for us forever. <laughs> I can't believe Frenchie would appropriate daddy like that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so so this all this all leads to, um, you know, Danny was, uh, sorry, one other thing Danny says here to Sandy to blow her off. Sandy's like, but you're not the Danny I knew from the beach. He's like, hey, maybe there's two of us, right? Why don't you take out a missing persons ad? Oh, Danny. What the what, fuck, man? What an asshole. You ass. He was genuinely so happy to see her. It was very sweet. You can was very see it excited. on his face. You can he, see it oh, on his face. What a performance, John Travolta. But then his fucking friends show up. Yeah. Oh, it's Is this? Can I ask something? Because I didn't go to high school with boys. I went oh, to okay. an all-girls Catholic school. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like to be around boys every day, all mm. the time. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Was it very similar in this way where you had to be cool for specific friends, where you had to act a certain way? You you didn't have to, like, be cool. So I guess I should back up and say I was not cool. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 like, in high school, I got along with, you know, plenty of people. Like, I, okay. I wasn't an outcast by any means, um, but I, I, I certainly wasn't cool. Um but uh, no, I uh, I I also didn't. Uh, I wasn't. I would say dating people regularly enough that I <laughs> would have to be worried about being in the particular situation Danny was in. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just even watching the scenes of the high school, mm-hmm. like the boys, just seem so rambunctious. Oh yeah, no. We. I mean, we would dicker. Did I mean, you go to fr- a co-ed or did you? Go I went to a co-ed place? school. Um, okay. It was Catholic, but it was co-ed, and uh, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we would dick around and say stupid nerdy stuff to each other. And then I went to college, and like I was in marching band in college, and I was a trombone, and trombones were like eighty percent guys, maybe eighty-five percent guys. Ah, uh, sausage so, fest. Yeah. So. <laughs> That was a lot of hanging out with guys, but we were all huge, huge nerds. So just, just like, um, 
So I'm going to have to ask someone else. We were not, yeah. yeah I would ask someone else. I, wait, wait, you came on this podcast and you like wrote down, oh, I better ask Tony what it was like to be cool but be around guys. <laughs> no, I mean, what I, I did write down, what was it like to be around adolescent boys? Oh. I very rarely hung out with boys. They just, so we when just I like did, attention. They, That's all. Yeah. We, just all th- okay. we just all have main character syndrome, uh, but <laughs> the, the movie is like a gross out comedy. Okay, that checks out with the amount of time that I did spend with boys. Okay. Which I never understood. So yeah. Now that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense now that Danny would act this way then. Yeah. So it is in character for the way that certain rules dictate on yeah, school I, grounds. Yeah, I, I get why he did it. I, yeah. I, I think it... I think him saying rocking and rolling and whatnot is dumb as hell. <laughs> I get why he yeah, did so, it. Yeah, so... So we go from the pep rally over to Frenchie's house because yes. she's having a sleepover, sleepover with the girls. Yeah. And she wants to pierce Sandy's ears, and they go into the powder room to do that off camera so yes. that she doesn't have to actually get her ears pierced on camera. <laughs> uh, and then Stockard Channing sings, Look at me, I'm Sandra D, lousy with virginity. And like. So loud! If Yes. Uh, clearly, where Sandra can hear her. I'm also going to say, Sandra. if you've ever, oh yeah, if you've ever um, been to a wedding and they play the Grease medley, you know, which is like Summer Loving and Grease Lightning and you're the What kind I of want. wedding plays the Grease medley? You know. I go the, I go to weddings where they play Hot in Her. Yeah, well, I've also, they also play Hot in Her. You know, DJs start with stuff that the old people can like early on. <laughs> uh, this song is not in the fucking medley is where I'm going okay, with okay. it. <laughs> Not a very good song. It is super fucked up. That's really, really messed up and mean. I've heard say all these things about Sandy. Yeah, and then Sandy comes out and says, you making fun of me, Riz? Uh, Yeah, one of the lyrics that stood out to me was, even Rock Hudson lost to Doris Day, which she was comparing uh, Sandy to Doris Day, but Rock Hudson is gay. Is gay, So So that checked out in, like, a funnier way. Tragically died of AIDS. Yeah, Uh, but he, he was the first, like, very popular heartthrob that came out yes yes so that was good but uh yeah so we also hear some italian uh cursed words like fun ghoul yes which was really great uh, that's the real f word um <laughs> and so uh but the other thing is the guys drive up right yeah can he the- like 40 by the way can we just talk about how these people are clearly in their 30s yeah, well yeah i mean students? no no yeah. Do you think that, that this set the precedent for like every CW show? Yeah. Well, that yes. So that's I'm glad you brought that up. So I'm gonna. I I know we've already been on a lot of tangents on this podcast, but I'm gonna talk about. I mean, it. this movie has no plot, this so movie, we yeah. kind of have to. So I just finished listening to it. it. Came out late last year, and it's excellent. I don't think you would like it, but I just finished listening to uh, Lolita podcast by Jamie Loftus. I've which, heard about this. Please which, tell me all about it. So this is a 10-part miniseries. Uh, Jamie Loftus, who's who's a really great writer, 10-part um, series on the history and legacy of the, the novel Lolita by Nabokov. And, uh, and, you know, it's been adapted into two films, right? One by Stanley Kubrick. Uh, yes. It was uh, somebody, the guy who wrote My Fair Lady tried to turn it into a Broadway musical, which did not oh. work. Um, so some of it is like, looking at these just kind of hilarious artifacts of pop culture and some of it is looking at very serious um things in how we talk about and portray uh abuse uh in pop culture and then uh there's a lot of it that talks about like 
how do we depict children like in culture and and a lot of it is like you know we just have a lot of adults playing kids now and that kind of rejiggers how we think about children like in real life and maybe how we sexualize people that shouldn't be sexualized yeah Uh, and uh, i do not sexualize anyone in this film uh but (laughs) i sexualize danny zuko but uh but check out lolita (laughs) podcast folks it's really really freaking good um i'm gonna check it out it sounds very interesting it is um but uh but anyways the point is all these guys drive up and apparently all of them are there for rizzo (laughs) Yeah, well, I think they're there for the, all the girls okay. because they all they all line up with each other. You know, there's the annoying girl, the annoying guy, the blonde guy, and the girl with no personality. Right. And then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But uh, Rizzo leaves because she's going to get her kicks while she can. Yeah. And crawls down the, like, plant wall, I guess. and <laughs> The trellis, tells, yeah. Yeah, and, and tells the dudes to eat their heart out, which I love. Love that phrase. Yeah. But um, then also I'm like, why is she the only one? Why is she going with a car full of guys? Does she think this is a gangbang? And then like oh. 60 seconds later she says, what do you guys think this is, a gangbang? Really? And, and Danny leaves because, uh, what's her name? Sandy didn't come down. Yeah. And he just wants to get out of there. And then she accuses him of going to flog his log. Yes, which I have not heard before me either uh and so uh so kenick uh eventually drops the other fellas off kenicky uh, kenicky yeah but she calls him kenick right i guess well maybe that not. just caught me off guard sorry kenicky <laughs> drops the other fellas off and they say come on guys let's go for a slice of pizza um and Love uh it. we get olivia Love those italian guys that italian supporting cast is just so good i would prefer if you said italian x and so oh my god <laughs> and so uh olivia newton john has her big song uh here which is hopelessly devoted to you she's singing it back at at um at frenchie's house this uh, is i hate this messaging though because dick is plentiful and this guy was being <laughs> a huge asshole to her yeah and it's just teaching all these little girls that they should just be pining over guys who are terrible to them don't like that dick is plentiful it is it is a veritable cornucopia of dick (laughs) lies in front of olivia newton john i'm not saying it's always good i'm saying it's there she she just needs to go and put herself out she, there. She she could easily catch a dick at this high school. I agree. Yeah, she's so beautiful. Also, and she's Australian. She's got the foreign factor. Come yes. On. Uh, Come on. So as Kaniki and uh, Rizzo start dry humping in their car, right? Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, can you call me by my first name? It's Betty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you love the ad that was playing over the radio? It was about a product called Face Up to Face Off. Which alludes to John Travolta's hit movie with Nicolas Cage 30 years later, Face oh, Off. The rare call <laughs> forward. Yeah. I thought that was so sick. But, <clears throat> pardon. Uh, so, so, they're, they're, making they're about to fuck, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, what were you going to say? <clears throat> I said they were about to raw dog it. Yes, because the condom broke because he bought the condom when he was in seventh grade. So, does that mean uh, he's a virgin? yeah probably does that mean she's not uh also probably yes it's my guess yeah okay well these kids are just trying to be so cool yeah just talk about your feelings and be honest with each other what the hell anyway the condom breaks because it's old and uh they she's like what the hell we're gonna fuck anyway and (laughs) the 
uh, guy from the Scorpions runs into their yeah, car. Yeah, they get repeatedly rammed by another car. Honestly, if I was on a date with these people, I would have been like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, well, I guess we'll get back to fucking in the same place now. Yeah, so they raw dog it, and the scene changes. <laughs> and then and then it's to the garage <laughs> to be mm-hmm. like, be like, man, my car's really fucked up. What are we going to do uh, about this? And then this is, this is where it all starts to happen. John oh, Tra- I love this. John Travolta this. says, this car could be systematic. Yeah. Guitar hit. High dramatic guitar hit. Yeah. Ultramatic guitar hit. Uh, and then, folks... This is the gayest thing I've ever seen. I love it. Everything about it, amazing. The set, when it goes into that uh, dream sequence, yeah, yeah. the set is amazing. The costumes are amazing. Everybody's in those pullover things. Yeah, the jumpsuits, like, yeah, the mechanic, the, uh, yeah. Love that. Love that all of their pants are tailored the way that they are. It looks so fucking good when they dance. The dance moves are amazing. The harmonies are amazing. It's just so gay. It's so gay. I cannot believe how gay this is. And I'm not so I'm not good. saying that disparagingly. I'm not saying this is a bad scene. This is actually a very good scene in the film. I mean, every single man on camera is a gay man. It's, it's amazing. I, this is why I love musical theater. These moments where... You just kind of escape into a fun, entertaining thing while learning about a car that will make chicks cream. Okay, and that's the other that's the <laughs> other thing that's been a point of controversy. I literally <clears throat> muted my mic to tape, take a sip of water, and I unmuted it to butt in here. <clears throat> so I sound like oh shit. But <laughs> there's always been this argument over, is it the chicks will scream or the chicks will cream? I watched it with the captions. It's cream. It says cream it on these captions. <laughs> It said cream. And yet, that's not my favorite line in this song. My favorite line in the song is Travolta singing, You know that ain't no shit. We'll be getting lots of tit in Grease Lightning. (laughs) Which, again, the gayest thing. I thought my favorite line was, She's a real pussy wagon. Never ever in my life did I think that I would hear that. In I I didn't know as a child that that was what they were saying. Yeah, pussy wagon. But oh, it's g- so good. getting lots of tit is like such a bag of sand like type. <laughs> Written by the, the gayest men ever. Written by the gay. It's like oh yeah, how are you? How are you doing in your head? Like, oh, I'm, I better convince him I'm not gay. And you're like yeah, man, I got some tit this weekend. <laughs> Just one. I got exactly one tit. Well, I mean, it goes with that that line. At the yes, the shape. Yes. Just one. You got to use one hand. Ah. Uh, anyways. Uh, you know what I really love? I love the way that this movie influenced fashion because you know that Morrissey watched this movie a lot, probably, <laughs> and that's why he looked the way that he did. He's like, I'm gonna wear leather jackets, and also there's no people of color, so I'm going to become a white nationalist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know what also is really fucked up about that is that most of his fans in Los Angeles are, are Mexican. Mexican people, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, tr- I asked my friend Mark, I was like, why do we love Morrissey as a people? And he's like, I think it's just the drama. I think, um, I think Gethard like wrote about this. No way. Yeah. A white guy wrote about this? Yeah. Well, I mean, just cause, cause he's a big Morrissey fan cause he's depressed. Yeah. But, like <laughs> when he moved to LA, he like he like met like some he met a group of like mexican guys on the street and they had like morrissey tattoos he's like oh you guys like morrissey (laughs) 
I love, I used to love Morrissey. Yeah, well, then, now he's a white nationalist. <laughs> yeah, it's very sad, but the Smiths were amazing. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Anyways, we keep, we keep getting sidetracked here. Look, here's the thing. It's a great song. It's a great song. And, uh, then, uh, what's the other line here? These chicks are only good for one thing. This is after the song. These chicks are only good yeah. for one thing. What are you supposed to do for the other 23 hours and 45 minutes of the day? <laughs> And the other guy's like, you have to do that for 15 minutes? <laughs> These poor children. Well, they're, they're in high school. Uh. Yeah, they're in high school. This is, uh, so I got I to gotta ask here. Yeah. Um, what does bite the weenie mean? <laughs> Isn't that something Sorry. you don't want to happen? Wait, wait. I didn't write that line down. Do you have context for that? Dan, oh, so Rizzo is being a little bee and we're walking up to the guys uh-huh. and Danny's like, he, she says something mean and then Danny's like, bite the weenie, Riz. And he, she says, with relish. Okay, so I think bite the weenie is just kind of like saying bite me. Like, it's just okay. like, fuck off. And then she says- It doesn't sound good. No, it sounds awful. That's why we don't have the 1950s anymore. And, exactly. Uh, the other part of this scene that I really liked is uh, they're at the diner and all the boys are there and Sandy's on a date with that. With the quarterback. She's dating the quarterback, the quarterback out of spite. He's, yeah. And he, uh, she's like, I'm going to go put some money in the jukebox. And then she says, I need some money. <laughs> and then he gives her money. Loved that scene. Love Loved that. it. But she, she runs, really knows her value. She runs into Zuko at the uh, jukebox. Uh-oh. And I forget what she says to him. She's like, do you, maybe it's like, do you want to apologize or something? And he has this incredible line read of, don't make me laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Yes! <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, you know, like, do you want to apologize for how you acted? Right. And then he said that. Ridiculous. I mean, just, just like, bad. And he's like, I'm not being sarcastic here he's very good in this movie but for some reason he just completely fucks that line (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know she tells him that this quarterback guy is a simple guy to go out with it's not complicated he's a good dude he gives her money for the jukebox apparently and uh he's an athlete he's an athlete yeah which is very important Hmm. because danny's like hmm how can i make this my first plot point so we cut to Danny in with the gymnastics team, like just <laughs> hanging out on the side. It, again, everybody else doing like fucking parallel uneven bars, <laughs> flipping around. He's in a leather jacket, blasting cigs. Uh, and uh, so he's just basically he's just going sport through sport with the gym teacher being like, I got to learn to play something. Yeah, because he's got to be an athlete for Sandy. Yeah. Because the message of the movie is you got to change who you are. Change who you are. Who you are is not good enough. Not good enough. (laughs) But uh, it's funny because these are all scenes about sports written by people who have never played a sport (laughs) in their life. Yeah, so Danny, like, gets in fights during basketball and in baseball and in wrestling. And eventually just has to run yeah so he just eventually goes out for track and that seems to work and he gets sandy's attention and they go to the sock hop over at the sodi fountain you know and, yeah but but he's ashamed to be seen with her still i don't get it i don't because he just he fucking learned a sport to be with her yeah also wh- what did he tell his friends he was doing when he was doing that yeah like, what 
yeah so they're at the they're at the the ice cream parlor and he hides behind a bunch of menus hides behind a menu but has a great line when the server comes which is i'm not very hungry just give me a double polar burger with everything and a cherry soda with ice cream (laughs) and she says i'll have another one and then he tells her so you can really eat a lot huh (laughs) yeah women love that yeah Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, his friends spot him. I mean, they go to the place where everyone is. <laughs> yeah. Just right off the bat is the first mistake if he doesn't want to be seen. Yeah. He's seen by his friends. They go and sit with them. I think it's really rude that they crash, but whatever. It's whatever. high school. Rizzo, They're 40-year-olds <clears throat> in high school. Rizzo dumps uh, Kaneki because um, he's a dick to her. Uh, Frenchie, uh, Frenchie has dropped out of beauty school. Also from earlier, she said she was going to beauty school. It's oh, not yeah. a very important plot point. It's like the only one she has. Yeah. Um, and actually this is where we get, um, beauty school dropout is a dream sequence that Frenchie has, uh, that turns into a man coming down from heaven and singing to her a line that includes the song, baby, forget it. You're not cut out for a job wipe yeah. off that angel face and go back to high school yeah this isn't just any man it was this was like a famous dude at the time oh okay we we're too lazy to look we're it too up. lazy to look it up but just i believe it, it okay yeah so he destroys uh, her dream via song and then <laughs> well the reason why she is struggling is because she's a in high school and b she accidentally dyes her hair pink <laughs> yes and I think it's cool, but back then, obviously, not good. Yeah. Um, and she admits to the waitress that she she's not really that good at it. But there's nobody in her life to tell her, like, it just takes practice. You're not going to be perfect the first time. Like, yeah, it's literally day one of, of school. That's why you go to school. Yeah. So she, instead of being like, oh, you know, I, I got to keep trying. And then we see different scenes with her having different hair because she's trying. <laughs> we don't do that. That Some guy tells her to give up on her dreams and just go back to high school, which I guess is like very pro the state. And I'm not into that. This <laughs> is a public school, you know? Uh, anyways, uh, that's this pretty- This is where I landed on that yeah, song. Yeah, that's pretty much a wrap on Frenchie for the movie. Uh, yeah. And so- <laughs> So uh, now we get to the big dance-off scene. Uh, loved this scene. Uh, oh, so fun. <clears throat> Vince Fontaine, an American bandstand. And this is great because it is from, this movie is depicting an era where every rock song had the same lyrics and it was just, rock and roll is great. <laughs> yes. And, you know, there's rules before we before we start, before they yes. televise live. There are rules. One of them is that, the couples must be boy girl. Yeah, too bad, Eugene. It's like Oh, poor Eugene. You are in no place to criticize Eugene. <laughs> what was that, Pugsy? Uh, probably. <laughs> uh then, you know, they go into Hound Dog. Hound Dog, rock and roll is here to stay. Um, and then I think and the hand jive. Honestly a contender for best uh best musical number in the movie, hand jive. But yeah. Before we get into Hand Jive, uh, they introduce a new character who has quickly shot up the list uh, (laughs) to my favorite character of all time in any movie uh, that we've ever watched. And that is noted noted Italian slut Cha-Cha De Gregorio. (laughs) (laughs) The best dancer at St. Bernadette's with the worst reputation. 
Yeah, Cha Cha's amazing. She, I thought she was Hispanic. No, De Gregorio. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> they they were like, we have a character who's an Italian slut. What should we call her? And somebody Cha-cha. said, somebody said, how about Pussy Mix Spaghetti? And they were like, <laughs> no, let's do something else. <laughs> Cha Cha is hot. She's. And it's clearly someone Zuko has a history with. Yeah, but we never find out what (laughs) happened. We never find out. But, you know, like all movies where there is the the virgin and the whore, the Madonna and the what all that stuff. (laughs) Uh, You got Sandy wearing a white dress and we got Cha-Cha wearing a black dress. So you know that they are the foils of this scene. (laughs) There's so much being told in costuming. There's so much told in costuming and in the dance choreography. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, the whole idea is it's a contest, but once you get your uh tapped by vince fontaine who is a pedophile you have to yeah that's the the, i wrote down vince fontaine just hitting on high school girls yeah just in front of everyone no shame whatsoever annette and her jugs love him yeah and uh so everybody's dancing you know people are getting tapped because they're being too raunchy or they're just bad dancing uh but danny and sandy are really fucking killing it they are. And then, oh God. Th- and this was the plan the whole fucking time. Cha-Cha cuts in. <gasps> Bitch. She splits them up and they basically start fucking right there on the floor. Yeah. Okay. So Sandy gets pissed. Okay. Instead of being like, hey, no, I'm going to dance with Danny and take him back. She's being a little puss and she <laughs> ran outside yeah. all upset. Yeah. While Danny does some f- really raunchy dancing with cha-cha incredibly raunchy but again this this whole number the choreography on this whole number i think is awesome amazing and uh, you know that they had to do this because olivia newton john didn't have the dancing chops yes and they're like bring in the ringer yeah bring in the italian ringer (laughs) but um loved this scene super fun super Uh, fun but i i just um it's just funny that the host is hitting on high school girls. That is, like, not actually funny on paper, but it, it was funny in the context that I was watching this film to make fun of it. And then yeah. uh, just the whole character of Cha-Cha, just the idea that it's like we're just having just someone whose only <laughs> character attribute is she's the foul Italian uh, scarlet lady. Uh, who that has is, a history with Danny. Who is going to tempt Danny away from Sandy. Who appears okay. in scenes in the second half of the film also. She was in the car yeah. where when they were up at Makeout Point. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild to me that we don't find out what the history is, though. I want I spin-off film Cha-Cha de Gregorio. They're making a prequel, so <laughs> I want to see her in the prequel. She has to be in that. Uh, but the other thing is, is you know, Sandy's super butthurt that, <laughs> that uh, Danny didn't like stop dancing to go get her which i think is stupid it's very high school very high school it's like danny can't stop dancing because then you guys are going to be disqualified from the contest and he's one of the best dancers yeah sorry Uh, and they fucking they fucking win by the way (laughs) they fucking win of course but of course everything's ruined by the other t-bird boys because they moon the camera they moon the camera blue moon and then we cut to um the principal making an (laughs) incredible moment in the film the principal making an announcement we have taken pictures 
at this very moment, those pictures are on the way to Washington, where the FBI will cross-reference you in their teenage-ass database. <laughs> they have FBI as experts for this kind of identification. I loved it. I, and the, the boys are, like, actually panicking. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, they think that that's real. They think that's real. Um, anyways, uh, let's. should we go to the drive-in? Yeah, because that plot point is over. <laughs> So we go to the drive-in. As an apology for abandoning her at the dance, Zuko takes Sandy to the drive-in. He gives her his ring, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and, while, and then? Uh, while taking off his ring, he elbows her in the boob by mistake. Right. And then laughs about it. Yeah. Um, and she says, she says, thank you, Danny. I know now that you respect me. And Danny starts thinking, how can I ruin this as quickly as possible? <laughs> he goes for the tip. Goes for the tit. The sneeze into the the wraparound on the shoulder and then the most obvious boob grab in the world. <laughs> and this was, of course, after the moment where Sandy's being a little um, mad because of what happened with Cha-Cha. Right. That she's like, it's obvious that you guys went together. And he's like, we didn't go together. We just went together. And she's like, this is the same thing. <laughs> So again, we get no information. And he's but I like, still "Sounds like someone needs a grope." Uh, yes. <laughs> and she gets real upset. She leaves the car, she which she calls the sin the wagon. The sin wagon. <laughs> and then closes the door on his huevos and iconic, uh, iconic line: "You can't just walk out of a drive-in." Right. Uh, and uh, he also sings the line "Stranded at the Drive-In," uh, which I don't have many notes on, but. Um, I do have something else that happens in the scene, which is that Rizzo uh, thinks she's pregnant, right? She missed. Yeah, she skipped a period. Yeah, and so her friend says, and I have never heard it expressed this way before. <laughs> you think you're PG, which apparently stands for pregnant. <laughs> Does that mean PG like parental guidance? I don't know. But anyways, uh, I don't know. Uh, that was I don't uh, know. But then she Annette also tells us that. Vince Fontaine tried to roofie her at the dance. Yes. She said he tried to put an aspirin in her Coke. <laughs> that Girl, that wasn't an aspirin. Um, now, is that Annette or is that Marty Maraschino? It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, sorry. That's Marty. It's Marty Maraschino because her last name is Maraschino like the cherry. Like the cherry. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyways, the, the point is Marty immediately blabs to everyone, right? Oh, my gosh. And then Rizzo walks like four feet and everybody in between there like knows about it immediately and knicky of course is informed it was like wildfire yeah and uh he's like the you know i i always own up to my mistakes so and she's like okay well this was somebody else's mistake Ooh. why Ooh. rizzo that's spite that's spite talking that's not your brain talking <sighs> oh god uh, so is uh, this what it's like to be around a bunch of Italians? They just like okay. Talk well, now, <laughs> now we're getting into territory that I think some of us are going to say things we'll regret later. <laughs> you? <laughs> so, no. Um, so Rizzo. Uh, so we have some songs here. Stranded at the drive-in. Rizzo also sings "There Are Worst Things I Can Do" at some point. Um, but basically, we're we're getting towards the uh, the climax of the film, which is the big race, right? Yeah, the big race because the. All the dudes who are scorpions, they also have the leather jackets. Their cars have fire coming out of them. And all the girls are bad because they all wear pants. 
Again, it's, storytelling through costume. It's literally, it's literally good Janet and bad Janet from the good place. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, these girls, they're wearing pants. You know they're bad. You know they're bad. Uh, that's going to become important later when we see another major character wearing pants at the end of the film. Oh. Uh, uh, we get to the race. Uh, and I guess I didn't fully understand this. They said we're racing for pinks, so I guess they're gambling with the cars. Yeah, okay. yeah. So uh, every car has a pink slip, and that's your the title. That's like the registration. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, you know, when you sell a car, you have to sell also the pink slip. Otherwise, okay. the people who buy the car could be uh, deemed like thieves. Okay. It's a, it's a whole thing. You have to have the pink slip for the car. Okay. Well, in and... Illinois, they're a different color. Uh, anyways. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're different, yeah. But the whole idea is these guys put in all this work in their gay musical number into the car <laughs> so that they could soup it up. And it's a nice car now. It's got a paint job. It's got a bunch of new uh, parts that they got donated, wink, wink, <laughs> which they means they just stole everything. And the car is working really great. For some reason, one of their teachers is there. <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. Yeah, so um, Cha-Cha's there. She's the one who waves the flag, right, for the uh, to kick yeah, off the but, race. Yeah, but Kaniki's the one who's supposed to, to race. Yes. But uh, unfortunately, he dropped a lucky penny that one of the pink ladies gave him and hit his head on the car door when it opened. <laughs> and he wasn't able to drive, so Danny had to race. Danny steps in to drive, and the other driver says, the rules are, there ain't no rules. It's to the mm-hmm. second bridge and back, which is a rule. <laughs> it is a rule and so we have the race and uh danny wins the race like that's that that's what happens it's not there's, yeah it's not that exciting yeah they they drive this is this happens in la when you go on um one of those tmz tours yeah it's the reservoir or place. the, the yeah. yeah yeah so that's their they're driving on the walls uh the guy in the the scorpion guy they call him Crater Face, which I think is mean because he has acne <laughs> scars, but that's his name. Uh, he tears into the car with, like, these very sharp spokes coming out of his wheel, tears into the car, tears into the wheel, and still ends up losing. And then Sandy has a main character moment because she's watching from the sidelines, yes. and she's like, I am too wholesome and pure. For Danny. I, for Danny. Not, not, I'm too wholesome and pure, I should leave Danny. It's, I'm too, or I should give up on Danny. It's, I'm too wholesome and pure, but I'm also very horny. Mm-hmm. So. So goodbye, Sandra D. Yeah, so it's time to say goodbye, Sandra D. So we'll see the effects of that in a minute. First, we have, like, the, you know, the, clo- we need to advance, we need to show the passage of time. So there's another announcement on the loudspeaker from the principal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, and there is one very funny line here. It's like, among you, there may be a President Eisenhower or even a Vice President Nixon, which is funny because this would have been after Watergate. Right, um, right, right. Dramatic And then they, they go to that one Italian kid whose mom gives him salami sandwiches. Yeah. And so uh, they there's a big carnival, I guess, just out in front of the school to celebrate the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a booth labeled Cream the Teacher. <laughs> which which sounded bad and then it's followed up by give him a pie in the puss <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was wonderful it's throwing cream pies at teachers faces mm-hmm. um, 
and, uh, and the T-Birds didn't go to gym class, so they never hit the guy. They never hit the guy, but the one nerdy kid does. Uh, yeah. And, he went to class. And so uh, Rizzo, as it turns out, is not pregnant. Yay. And we know that because Kaniki runs up and sees her on the Ferris wheel and is like, should you be riding that? <laughs> the fam- you have a condition. <laughs> the famously, famously death trap carnival ride, the Ferris wheel. Um, and meanwhile, Zuko has got a uh uh he he lettered in track yeah he did he's it. got a sweet little beige cardigan on yeah but uh guess what <laughs> guess what guess the fuck what sandy changed who she was sandy changed who she was head to toe leather bare shoulders like some sort of harlot mm-hmm. and leather pants smoking oh, yeah. a cig hair's <laughs> blown out uh my and girl has said, no ass, but her pussy is on fire. Z- zero ass. <laughs> zero ass. <laughs> and takes a takes a drag off the cig and says, "Tell me about it, stud." Revealing the final uh, part of her transformation: no accent. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the best songs and performances ever the, of all time. The two two best songs in the movie, arguably. Um, yeah. Now, the only complaint I have is, you're the one that I want, and we go together, sound an awful lot alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's kind of like when Lord put uh, Sober and Homemade Dynamite on the album right next to each other. It's like, <laughs> Lord, space those out. Those kind of sound the same. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I understand. what a great song. You're the one yeah, that I want. Yeah, they dance around the, the carnival. The, the Shake like... Shack. Mm-hmm. I wrote down, damn, now I want Shake Shack. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they have this amazing dance moves, such hip movements. I gotta say, John Travolta is the superior dancer. Yes, of definitely, the two. yes, absolutely. Uh, and uh, and you know, <laughs> again, there's no like, John Travolta doesn't say "I love you for who you are." He doesn't Mm-mm. say "I fell in love with the girl back on the beach." He's like, "Cool, you're a greaser now, and yeah. you're slutty. Let's yeah. do this." Yeah. Um. And uh, and then they end uh, with "We Go Together." Go together, which, like, which I love that song. Love that such song. a good song. Great, so song. great. And then and then they cuts to the ensemble, which is always my favorite part of the musical. At the end, when the stars are kind of on the sideline, and yeah. they let the ensemble, who have actual amazing dance training, just go wild. Yeah. Ugh, what a number! What a number! And then you know what's happening, folks. We get in the car, and what are we gonna do? We gonna drive away, <laughs> Nadia. You're going to wave at the camera as we drive away. Yeah. Where are they going? We don't fucking know. Somewhere in the sky. <laughs> They're going to that back to that weird beach from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I wrote down here when I was watching the film, ending with these two songs helps save the film. I say, yeah. I get why it was a hit, but goddamn mm-hmm. if this isn't the dumbest story <laughs> in the history of There's Broadway. There's barely any story, dude. Yeah barely any story it is uh it's fun it's delightful it's a fun movie um some parts of it like some of those lyrics are like raunchier than perhaps you remember if you watched the movie as a kid yeah for sure the 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 chicksel cream is the one that really threw me off i had to pause and take a moment and be like this is a thing that i listened to what did i think this was yeah yeah (laughs) what did i think getting some tit meant (laughs) And actually, I'm still not quite sure what it is. <laughs> uh, I would love to hear about 
the reviews that you found. Because well, this movie's been out for so long. I'm sure there's been like a million hot takes about this. There's been a million hot takes about it. But here's the thing. This is a movie uh, that came out in the 70s and it was about the 50s. So I think it's only fair that for a movie that came out in the 70s, I get a review from the 90s. Nice. Uh, so okay. uh, I got a review actually of the 20th anniversary uh, theatrical release, the re-release of this film. Uh, of course, by Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times saying, Grease, Grease, a 1970s celebration of nostalgia for the 1950s, is now being resurrected on its 20th anniversary as 1970s nostalgia. But no revival, however joyously promoted, can conceal the fact that this is just an average musical, pleasant and upbeat and plastic. The musical is being revived not because it is invaluable, but because it contains an invaluable cultural icon— the singing and dancing performance of John Travolta. Yeah. It is now clear that, slumps or not, comebacks or not, Travolta is an important and enduring movie star whose presence can redeem even a compromised Grease. It has charm. If Travolta lacks the voltage of Elvis Presley, at least he's in the same ballpark, and hey, Elvis didn't make such great movies either. One problem I always have watching the movie is all the students look too old. They're supposed to be 16 or 17, I guess, but they look in their late 20s and don't seem comfortable as teenagers. Uh, one of my favorite performances is Stockard Channing as Rizzo, the tough girl who forges ahead heedlessly after the condom breaks. She's fun, but were there 16-year-old girls like that in the 1950s? Call me a dreamer, but I don't think so. The movie's worth seeing for nostalgia, or for a look at vintage Travolta, but its underlying problem is that it sees the material as silly camp. It neuters it. Romance and breaking up are matters of life and death for teenagers, and a crisis of self-esteem can be a crushing burden. Grease doesn't seem to remember that. Saturday Night Fever does. So I don't know if I 100% agree with Ebert on this. I mean, I agree that yeah. Travolta's the best part of the film. Um, yeah. I think the music's good enough to save this film uh, by itself. I mean, I think I think we go yeah, together, you're the one that I want. I think every song is the best yeah. song. Hand jive, summer it. nights, like, all great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, you could take out the ballads. In, in yes. General, a, in general, <laughs> yes. ballads are just never a good move. I don't like most ballads. Well. Even, even like, most recently, I think the last musical that I saw was Hamilton. The ballads in those are boring, too. The, um, so, Hopelessly Devoted to You was one of those things. And if you have a Broadway musical that becomes a movie, this is a very common thing they do, is they write a new song for the movie so they can get the Oscar nomination for Best Original Song. Um, and that's Yeah, what... like they did for Dreamgirls, then they got Beyonce, um, uh, Listen. They did the same thing. Yes, yeah. They do it in a lot. Little Shop of Horrors did it, too. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, so, and those are the three main musicals. Grease. Dream Girls, Little Dream Shop Girls. of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> Hopelessly Devoted to You is one of those. And it's not, I mean, it's it's boring compared to everything else in the musical. Um, so. I mean, I gotta be honest, I do think Olivia Newton-John is a little bit boring. I mean, she's she's got dealt a bad hand because she has to act opposite John Travolta. And look, yeah. he lights up the screen, folks. I'm sorry, yeah, he, does. he really does. If he can make Look Who's Talking watchable... <laughs> Like, imagine what he can do with an actual, like, film that starts out pretty watchable. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, she wasn't given much as far as material no, goes. No, he, yeah. he no. Danny's really cool. Danny's got a lot of a lot of nuance. He's got to. You know, he's got to be cool. He's got to be excited to be with her, but then got to be cool. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on. But Sandy's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> 
this is it's it's kind of a bummer. It's the it's the curse of the ingenue. Yeah. Unfortunately, the the supporting cast, the female parts, aren't great either. Yeah, because like, Rizzo I songs mean, aren't that good. Rizzo songs are terrible. I'm sorry. Grease Lightning is the only I think really great uh, number, but it's Travolta's. So yeah. yeah. But the supporting so, cast is in it, just like as dancers. Now I, I am interested to hear what you think uh or well what you think I, I think i know what you think but what our friends at common sense media uh think this was a controversial one dude 200 kid reviews to go through <laughs> i did I, di- I couldn't do it i refused yeah. yeah yeah but i there seemed to have been a specific kind of campaign <laughs> on common sense media happening and i'm gonna read you a few and you tell me what you think it was so this is from a child. It says it was written by a parent, but it's definitely from a child, and you'll know why. Uh, it says, This teaches girls to dress provocatively to fit in. Though the music is catchy, albeit simplistic, you need to know that the main message in the movie is, Sandy, change how you look, wear lots of makeup, dress like a Barbie doll, and then you will fit in and be loved by your boyfriend. She's not wrong. High school musical gets it much better. Gabriella is confident in who she is and is accepted by all, helping others blossom as well. <laughs> so in the common sense media threads, there is a campaign by a lot of children pretending to be parents that are saying, make your kids watch High School Musical instead. That is insane. <laughs> Unexpected delight. Yeah. I mean, I had the best time. High School Musical, which I remember watching for the first time, I had had my wisdom teeth out and was uh, <laughs> high as balls on Vicodin, uh, was uh, actually quite entertaining, if I remember correctly. Love it. I love High School Musical. It's so fun. But uh, yeah, so in the Common Sense Media th- uh, threads, you will see a lot of comparing High School Musical to Grease. I don't know if that was part of, you know, some sort of Disney Channel, like, campaign or something, but uh, there were a lot. I had to filter through quite a bit. But I did find one adult review that I thought was great, and the other two were um, from kids. So this is the adult review. I think I was nine when my mom let me watch Grease. I was an instant fan, and even though I could never look just like Sandy, boy, did I want to be her. I watched the movie probably 500 times. Ha ha. At the end of the movie, Sandy goes against her goody-two-shoes self and smokes a cigarette in order to get the guy. Well, because of this scene, I decided to give smoking a try myself at 14 years old. (laughs) I decided to give smoking a try myself at 14 years old. I was a very immature 14-year-old. Luckily, I didn't get addicted and haven't smoked since. But because of this, I won't be letting my children watch it unless they are 15 or maybe even older. That is one interesting thing about this film is when they recently they did like the sing along version in theaters, you know, mm-hmm. um, and in all the trailers and stuff, all the cigarettes are edited out um, <laughs> for the for the marketing and um, and people are like, well, what the fuck? Are you digitally taking the cigarettes out in the studios? Like, no, we had to do it for the trailers. They're still in the movie. And then this film was rated PG when it first came out. There wasn't a PG-13 rating. Um, it has since been bumped up to PG-13, specifically because of the tobacco use, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of smoking. Everybody smokes in every scene. Yeah. Um, here are the kid reviews, and I filtered through about 100. When I got to halfway, I was like, this is enough. Uh, this from a, a child who's 14. I don't get it. 
The music was great, Stalker Channing was great as Rizzo, but I just don't understand why this is the phenomenon that it is. It's no West Side Story and it's no Singing in the Rain, and yet it ends up being far more popular than both combined. I just don't understand why this movie is why this is the movie that everybody remembers and loves and what's the story exactly girl is verbally abused by the boy she loves so much that she ends up dropping all her standards and becoming something she's just not to impress him positive message for girls sure doesn't sound like it and that's where it ends i just don't really understand this movie and why everyone seems to love it like they do what a smart kid very smart kid you know what that kid and the name of that kid barack obama All right, this is from a 12-year-old. Grease, cool classic? The T-Birds smoke and drink, but they also refer to girls as useful for only the purpose of having sex. That greatly bothers me. I am a girl, and girls are a lot more useful than that. We've helped the planet, invented (laughs) invented important things. Madame Madame Marie Curie even discovered two elements, and Mary Annings discovered a dinosaur. We've made lasting impacts on the science, art, sports, and literature worlds. Girls are people you should respect as much as yourself, boys. The Pink Ladies is a clique who makes fun of Sandy, who did nothing wrong. Riz, the lead girl, mocks Sandy's wise choices not to do drugs or to have sex before marriage. I get uncomfortable watching this movie, and although the songs may be cute and catchy, this movie is sexist and promotes inappropriate things. I mean... First of all, all of that is correct. Love this child. (laughs) Second, I have a collection of tiny little child biographies uh, that I read to the meatball. Uh, They're by Brad Meltzer. Uh, They're real good. Uh, But there's one on Marie Curie that we have for her. Yay! That's important. You should probably get some books written about women by women. Oh, yeah. No, we got some of those, too. (laughs) Okay, good. We got some of those, too. No, we got some some good ones uh, for her. That's good. Yeah, well, Common Sense Media was, um, there was a lot in, there yeah, was a lot a, going a on. There's a wealth of information there. Yeah, I think that that was, that's something that you could spend a, a significant amount of time on. Really fun. Loved seeing the High School Musical campaign repeatedly throughout. That's hilarious. It was amazing. But, um, overall, I think this movie's just freaking fun. It, I get that it's, it, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> If you, I mean, like I said, if you evaluate this movie for what it was trying to do, I think it succeeds. Yeah. Um, and this movie is just trying to have you tapping your toe in the movie theater. Yeah, and it takes itself seriously when it needs to, which is, I guess, about teen pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, the, pretty much the only time they're pretty serious. Um, yeah, so I would say if you are evaluating the movie based on, uh, <laughs> like, traditional things you evaluate a movie on, story, direction... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, classic three-act structure. There's not a lot there, but you know what? But you know what you could do is go on YouTube and just find all the good musical numbers, and then you're good. Just watch that. You won't even have to yeah. pay for a rental. Yeah, Grease Lightning is so great. So check it out, folks. It's a good one. I don't want to give away what uh, we're watching next, but I will say it's another film from the 1970s. It's another one of the most successful films of that decade, and I cannot wait to share it with Nadia next week. <laughs> so i'm very excited that we are doing older movies yes uh folks we're already thinking about season four yes a season four is coming we have a theme in mind it's gonna be really fun easily but if you have any... the best theme 
we could have picked for content and the worst theme we could have picked for our own mental well-being. <laughs> yeah. It's all very exciting because this season is wrapping up pretty soon. We have just a couple episodes left. So, uh, you know, tell all your friends about us. I think it would be really nice for us to have a uh, a good, solid season three finale. Yeah. Probably should have. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, subscribe. Leave comments. Uh, as long as they are positive comments. Uh, <laughs> Please. Uh, we will see you next week. Shape up, cause I need